Hello and welcome to the Driscoll Podcast on iCode Media. We are quickly approaching our 100th full-length episode, and I'm so grateful for your listenership. I've also been reflecting on episode format moving forward, and so you may see the length of these episodes change in a way that we, we are kind of, kind of play with that idea of making shorter episodes, but more frequent episodes. And so we'll see how that, that all plays out. So if you see some deviation in the way that we're presenting episodes, uh, it's, it's really just me kind of working through what does that look like and, and how does that really work. And so for today's bonus episode, I wanted to continue the myopia control topic and consider things that we can think of as risk factors for myopia onset and progression. And so if we think about this in a, in a big picture, essentially it comes down to age, age of onset, amount of near work, parental myopia, and outdoor impacts. So outdoor time spent. That seems to be where all the evidence is really, um, is really focused on. The age of onset, the, the term premyopia has been proposed to describe patients who are at risk for developing myopia, and the CLEAR study concluded that refractive error at specific ages was the most significant pr- predictor of future myopia. And so um, so there's this idea that uh, depending on how much farsightedness a patient has at different ages makes them at, at less risk or more risk, essentially, for the, the onset of myopia in, at some point in their lifetime. And so when we think about family history, um, we all know that patients who have a stronger family history uh, tend to be more myopic. And so when we look at the numbers, if both parents are emetropic, the prevalence of their offspring being my- having myopia is about 6.3% to 7.6%. If one parent is, my- is myopic, the myopia prevalence for their offspring is around 15 to 18%. And if both parents are myopic, then the prevalence of their offspring having myopia is about 33 to 43%, depending on the study. So when we think about myopia being secondary to near work as being an inherited trait, so the the real question is, can myopia then be inherited or the onset of, of near work response to developing myopia being an inherited trait? researchers that, that looked at this didn't really find that that was a component, which would signal that the response to near work in and of itself was not a trait that was inheritable. When we think about socioeconomic status, some of the findings of patients who are more myopic tend to have higher le- levels of education, better housing, higher income, uh, and obviously occupations that are associated with, with more near work. And so when we look at near work, uh, some of the studies that show the correlation between amount of time or the amount of content that one is consuming will drive more myopia. So uh, one study looked at children who read more than two books per week were three times more likely to develop myopia than patients who read less than that. Another study also looked at the amount of time. So there's a study called the SAVE study that found that children who became myopic performed two more hours of near work per week than patients who did not become myopic. And obviously, this effect was less strong for older individuals. So what about outdoor activities? First is that children with uh, low levels of outdoor activities tend to be the least hyperopic or the more myopic patients. The odds of developing myopia were lowest in children reporting the highest amounts of outdoor activities. So there have been some studies that looked at the odds of developing myopia uh, are reduced by about 2% per additional hour of time spent outdoors. The bottom line is when we think about these different factors that will lead to myopia, 
There's a whole bunch of different ones. We don't know exactly what it all means, but we do think that in general, it probably deals largely with near work, reduced amount of time outdoors, probably some amount of uh, parental myopia. But I think the bottom line here with all of that is that if we can detect those patients as early as possible and intervene as early as possible, we can really manage those patients effectively. And we'll talk on upcoming episodes about some of those management uh, abilities and techniques that we can use. If you found this episode valuable and you'd like to take additional steps for better understanding of myopia management, check out my course at iCodeEducation.com. That's E-Y-E-C-O-D-E Education.com or follow the links in today's show notes. Additionally, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, write a review, and share it with your friends. At iCode Media, we believe in advancing the optometric profession by diving deep into eye care topics and providing actionable steps for our listeners and subscribers. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.